Touch it, ring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop, I'm at it, buy it, use it, break it, fix it. Hello and welcome to Stone Podcast, episode number 80. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zoot. Uh, we come to you actually pretty well caffeinated. <laughs> I'm surprised, because we've been uh, doing a, a pre-show now for about two hours, thanks to uh, Zoner's tardiness. I thought we had an understanding. You fail. Hey, before we get or started... Or do you fail? I <laughs> want to give a shout-out to our friends and sponsors, CryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Uh, some changes we want to announce about that. Uh, our, our format on Stitcher has changed. So if you li- use Stitcher right now to listen to us and you listen to us in the car, you may notice there's an extra little uh, warning saying that the show is no longer formatted for mobile apps. Just go ahead and hit OK. It'll still work. We just had to change things up a little bit with uh, Stitcher. Uh, I do also notice that uh, a lot of people who listen to our show listen to us in their mobile browsers on Android, which I think is odd. Interesting, but if odd. You, if you <laughs> follow the link on our sidebar to Stitcher.com, download the client, you can listen to Stolen Droids podcast on demand, streaming at any time you want, as well as thousands, like tens of thousands of other shows. Just it gives you an advantage. Use the, oh, use the promo code podcast. No, that's, that's go to meeting. That's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, crap. It gives you an advantage if you listen over Stitcher, um, over the web browser. You can resume if, if you have to make a lot of stops, or, you, or you're drive to work isn't as long as the uh, episode you can always resume later at the exact spot you stopped so. it really it really does help awesome. and uh, you can save your own stations it's a real time saver for an app so you should do that um, also want to give a shout out to our friends again at kryptonradio.com gene the station manager wrote us a really awesome uh, little uh, review review yes and the history of podcasts and you should definitely check it out it's uh, it's on our facebook it's on his facebook uh, the reason being is it's time for the 8th Annual Podcast Awards. Uh, we have been nominated for the technology category, uh, but we need more nominations. The more people who nominate us, the more likely we can get into the finalists. Um, once we, If we can get into the finalist category, we can uh, go ahead and head on to the awards and see who wins. Uh, but there are many different categories. You can only vote once. So Man, I'm going to have to wear a tux, aren't I? With a bow tie and everything? No, nah, no, nah, wear your Admiral uniform. I'm sure it'll okay. fit in. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but uh, if, if you listen to other podcasts, and I know a lot of us do, make sure to take them all down. There's many different categories you can vote for, but you can only vote for one show in each category, and you can only vote once total. So, again, we're up for the technology category, Still Enjoy its podcast, put our URL in. Uh, we have links to it on the site, and it's all over our Facebook. We would greatly appreciate the feedback. So. Is there a Sexiest Podcasters podcast? There's People's Definitely. Choice, which I think can double for it. Oh, okay. We would not be nominated. <laughs> Four frumpy guys from Utah? What? What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. Get glamour shots. <laughs> That's just all sorts of disturbing there. It's photoshopped. Ah, <laughs> oh, good crap. <laughs> so, okay, we moving on? We're moving on to uh, how Soft you food. abandoned us. Okay, I, I, I got, I got some, some uh, information here to share. 
Um, I got a bone to pick with you, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Backstreet you last show, didn't you? Backstreet Boys? Are you freaking kidding me? Backstreet Boys? Oh, Zoner, we know you. What, what's the name of that song? You take it that way. Backstreet Boys was Justin Bieber, and, and Justin Bieber really? I mean, I'm a believer. <laughs> Whoa! I think you guys are projecting some of your own like deep dark secrets out onto me, which when I'm not there to defend myself is kind of funny. But um, yeah, for those of you who wonder what really happened last week, I was not tracking the Backstreet Boys or anything. Um, on Wednesday afternoon, which is the day before we record our show at 1 p.m., Weird Al on his Facebook page said, I'll be signing copies of Weird Al the book this Saturday, September 29th, and he gave the details. And then he says, hope to see you there. He said it directly to Zoner felt that he was actually that, addressing him directly. That right there was all that I needed. And so I, I said to my wife, hey, Weird Al's doing a book signing. And she said, okay, let's go. <laughs> and I didn't have to we, talk to her about it. We, we debated it for a few minutes. And at 2.14, I hung up the phone with the Barnes & Noble where he was doing a book signing. And... I had all the information that I needed to know that if I did go down to Los Angeles, I would have the opportunity to meet Weird Al Yankovic. And at 2.14 on Wednesday, it was decided that we would leave for California that night. Um, And so we we were on the road by 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, pulled into California about 12, or into Anaheim about 12 hours later, Uh, did some Disney adventures for a couple days, and then I did have the opportunity to go and meet Weird Al Yankovic, and I have to say, he is one of the nicest people that I have ever met. It was, you know, it, it was a bucket list item. That is now crossed off, so I guess I should just die at this point. I don't know what else. So the there disguise is to do. worked. Didn't know who you were. The the restraining order had expired. Oh, okay. Um, That's so, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was actually really really cool. Um, and I got to give a lot of credit to my wife because I don't think that there's any way that I would have just gotten in the car and said, I'm going to L.A. and I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going out for if, a pack of smokes. If she Weird did Al. not say, okay, let's do it. So I got to give a lot of credit to her. She was very cool. Um, and ironically, we were supposed to be down in Anaheim this week, but some things changed. So it all worked out for the best. Yeah, yeah I saw Although a really I, great picture of you and your family and your kids and your wife all wearing Weird Al shirts with Weird Al. Well, you know, it, it was interesting because we showed up, we had to get a wristband and we showed up before the bookstore had even opened and there was a line there and all these people that are in line just saw me and my family walking up, all of us with our Weird Al shirts on and they were just giggling. And then they found out, oh, these guys are from Utah. They're crazy, but they're cool. <laughs> and when we when Weird Al the found only out, phrase something like that will be used towards Utahns. <laughs> when when Weird Al found out that we were from Salt Lake, I mentioned that we drove all night to to get there. He actually told me that I was the winner, that my family was the winner, and so um, nice. 
Yeah, being told by Weird Al that I'm a winner, he just validated everything that my mom told me growing up. All those bullies, you're wrong. I'm a winner. Don't you mean contradicted everything your mom told you? I'm sure she meant because you would achieve something great in your life, not because you would be the most obsessive person. <laughs> so, I, I, have, I have decided that although I am not his largest fan around the globe, because I think there's probably people a lot that that would be a lot bigger, yeah. Joking, worthy of that <laughs> more than me. You know, I I only come in at like two fifteen, so. But, <laughs> but I, I dare say that I am probably one of his largest fans in the state. Okay, well, very cool. Um, yeah. I thankfully, um, well, my my wife wasn't. Uh, while not up there with Dishonor's wife and suggesting we pick up and drive to California, did remind me, and actually she was the one who texted you, Dishonor, uh, saying, well, you should ask if, if he can get you a book and get it signed. So she picked up my phone and was the one who texted you. So Dishonor also got me a book and got it signed by Weird Al. And huh? there, there actually was discussion of getting Schmidty and Stark books as well between my wife and I, but I left my credit card in the car and yeah I just didn't have enough money for everyone. <laughs> it's the thought that counts thanks son. We, I, it, it you were goes, considered though. It goes proudly with my World War Z signed by Max Brooks so. There you go. <laughs> so yeah he signed a ton of stuff for me it's awesome. Alright uh, well that's really cool uh, nice. should, thank should you we like do Weird a Al. show now? Yeah we should probably now do a show. Now that the travel log has been discussed Oh, yeah, we're recording. <laughs> hey, yeah. And we have feedback. Oh, Yay! Cool. <laughs> All right, this one is from Mike. Uh, you may not know Mike. He doesn't write very often. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing in so often, Mike. Um, he has actually overtaken Ruff. Ruff hasn't written us for a while. I think we they're both hiding us. I don't know what's happened there. Can there be only one? Is there something going on with our fans that I don't know about? We got, like, we got lightning strikes. We're outside the window. Okay. He's at, yeah, he actually Mike took out rough, and now Mike is the uh, what was it, Islander? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, now some uh, some explanation. If you weren't listening to last week's, we talked about different antivirus solutions, uh, and this talk that talking point was actually from some feedback asking which one's the best, which one would you use, what would you do. He said, hey, I've been using free AV for a while now and it works fine. I started out with free Panda Cloud AV and now I'm using Avira free AV, which by the way is getting annoying with the ads that likes to pop up every time it updates. Mm-hmm. P.S. My Gmail is having problems, so sorry if I missed anything. Hmm. We have cool. not written Thanks. you, Mike. I know. <laughs> this is a very one-sided relationship. Uh, but we appreciate we just, you. We talk to you through your computer, and you talk to us through your keyboard. It, it, it works both ways. We're the nice voices in your head, yes. Now, um, I've used Panda in the, in the past. I've used it in a corporate setting. I thought it sucked. I thought it sucked rocks. But uh, that was the older client. I don't know what their cloud AV does, uh, their, their antivirus. I've seen Avira. I have never used it. It's always I actually have. It it's looked dodgy to me. I know it's an odd thing to go off well, when it comes to software, but <laughs> you know, I, I actually wanted to weigh in on this. Maybe this is a good opportunity for me to. Um, I have been using AVG for years and years. I, I just recently upgraded to their paid version um, in the last 
three or four months, but I was using the free version. And I'd been hearing how Avira was so much better than AVG. So I actually uninstalled it, uninstalled AVG and put Avira on, and within 20 minutes, I my system was not running well. I ended up picking something up somehow in like just a few minutes, which amazes me because like Schmitty, I'm really careful with my browsing and whatnot. And I immediately took it off. I, I will never use a Vira again. It was a horrible experience for me. It traumatized him. It kicked it, one of his dogs. It did. Two, three of them. Sorry. True story. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your feedback. We want to hear uh, what everyone else thinks, too. Uh, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Well, you know what would be the best feedback? To nominate us for the podcast awards. You know, that would be great. And, and what better way of saying thank you for entertaining us every week for the last 80 weeks than to give us a nomination? Wow, don't don't guilt them or anything. I'm the Japanese one. That's my job. thick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm into scary security news. Um, and this one, this first one is actually quite scary. Hackers were found to have compromised Adobe. And what I, what I mean by that is they actually were able to hack so far into Adobe systems, they were able to use Adobe's um, digital signature. This means that software that you get pushed has to identify itself wh- who made it. It's otherwise, a, your computer says no. Yeah, otherwise your computer so naturally rejects it. It's one of those automatic few, Adobe yeah. Flash Player updates you get. Use that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's one of the few automated ways that actually generally work. Mm -hmm. Well, these hackers went in and were able to say, yeah, this stuff that we've made, these viruses, these uh, vulnerabilities, yeah, they're they're from Adobe. And so they're getting pushed out to people. And people didn't know, and their computers didn't know. This is something that actually would have bypassed all the different antiviruses we talked about last week. Because, according to them, it came from a legitimate source. So, trusted source, yeah. Yeah. So, bad stuff happened there. Adobe was able to find it, shut the door on it, get it taken care of, but they're still, uh, as of the last time I looked into it, they're still looking into how much damage was actually done. Now, I was going to say, how would you know if you actually had been hit by one of these? You, your computer stopped working. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the, that's unfortunately kind of it. The chances that the majority of people got hit... Uh, they got hit with this is pretty low because of the amount of time that Adobe patched it up. So most most of our listeners are good to go. Pretty yeah. much. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> um, in other hacking news, yay, the White House got hit. You think that would be a common target? It probably is, but uh, this one actually made a breach. Oh, wow. Um, they got in. Now, the, it was using a spear phishing. We've talked about this briefly in the past. A phishing attempt is when someone um, is trying to get information and trying to... They, they're just throwing out questions and hoping someone will answer, really. We're from your bank. You need to log in to update your information, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, spear phishing is when you already have some information about a person... Or, an, or a group or an entity, and you're able to tailor the attack to them. So, Hello, Zook. We're from the America Fork Bank. We need you to log in and get your information. Right. There's specifics. There's information. It's not a generalized email. 
Well, the spearfishing attack worked. And they got in. Now, uh, a lot of uh, analysts have pointed out that the White House doesn't only have one network. It has multiple layers of security, which you would expect. It has the general one. It has the one that uh, that the staff uses. And then it has the one with the hard-coded military encryption. The hard-coded one was not compromised. It was the staff one. Which is good, because the hard-coded one probably has all the nuclear launch codes and everything. Yeah, it has the the whole book of secrets and everything, (laughs) you know. It has Nick Cage's resting place or something. Um, (laughs) Liam Neeson. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so it's still scary enough, though. If only that someone had the audacity to try it and got in. Well, are, is this just a numbers game where eventually someone's going to break through? You've got so many attacks happening that one's going to slip through, or you know, it's very possible. Uh, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, once, I mean, once we, in a blue moon. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Zoner. Well, no, if you throw enough stuff against a wall, something's going to stick. Yeah, so. especially with spear fishing. If 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 I know who you bank with or shop online with. I can spoof an email to make it look like that, and if you're not paying attention well enough, or um, or if it looks legitimate enough, you're probably going to click on it if I send enough of them, or you know, it it's just yeah, what exactly? <laughs> which is why which is why you will constantly hear reminders from not only us but other security experts, basically saying, please make sure you double check everything. Please make sure you 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 if you're going to go to a website. Go to the website from your browser. Don't click on the link from the email. All sorts of stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever I get an email from PayPal, I don't I don't click on it. Uh, cl- yeah. I don't click on the link in the email. I go to PayPal.com, even though yeah. type, I know type that the URL in. is from PayPal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You're always safer to type it in as opposed to clicking the link in the email. Yeah. Um, it, it should be noted this attack came from China. Yes, uh, but and I, no, wait. They're they're my they're our friends. Right. They're only impersonating people uh, on Facebook, and yeah, yeah. They so suck. There's a cyber war going on. <laughs> even though people won't, even though people won't admit it. Yeah. Well, we still need to buy our stuff from them. This is the weirdest Cold War ever because it's actually it's only cold in the military sense. It's actually quite hot in the cyber sense. Which I know sounds a little bit awkward for me to say, but but it's accurate. It's, it's yeah. probably more... It's probably better to call it a quiet war, because we don't see any action like, you know, bombs going off and stuff like that. It's really kind of under the wraps. We don't see any action happening. And since a lot of people don't understand what's happening, it kind of goes unnoticed. China is a pretty big... Uh, perpetrator of these things so far though I mean even stolen droids itself we're not we're not a government we don't have any kind of secrets or whatnot we get slammed constantly by China it's just an automated process if you're on the internet you have a if you have a presence on the internet China is trying to hack you yeah um, and to point that out here um, I have our analytic numbers over the past 30 days in the last 30 days we have had about 13,000 page views okay uh, of those 13,000 page views, uh, let's see here, 4,814 were blocked. And they were from China. They were attacks. 
that were blocked out from our system. That's bad. That is bad. Definitely and bad. Def- just goes def- to show def- that definitely bad. The amount of evil that's out there. Forget the Hollywood evil. There, there's actual evil lurking out there. <laughs> so once again, on computers. just <laughs> just like you're being safe when you're driving a car. Just like you're being safe when you're handling, you know, weapons or firearms or something like that. Like that. Just be safe when you're on your computer. Yep. Um, let's jump down to here to the bottom to our generic security headline. Uh, sorry, I had no <laughs> idea what to call this. That is the best headline ever. Yeah. Um, speaking of spear phishing or phishing, uh, a bunch of different authorities worldwide were actually able to crack down on a crime ring that was a... Uh, oh, what's the best way to put this? They were impersonating different agencies, getting information, and hacking people. They were uh, impersonating tech support personnel. Yeah. That's what it said. That's what the article said. They were They were basically calling you up. They were cold calling and basically saying, hey, we're from Microsoft. Or we're from ABG, or we're from, you know, Adobe, and we have noticed that there's a problem with your system. We would like permission to remote into your computer and try to take care of the problem for you. So they were remoting in and then locking the user out, and you... And then basically just playing havoc with your computer. I don't mean to sound cruel, but if you fall for this, what the crap is your issue? Well, there are still people who fall for the, hey, give me your credit card number over the phone scam. We have all done... Yes, some of them are older um, users, but it still happens. Zoner, what was that you were going to say? We have all done tech support. We have all worked with end users. We know that stupid is out there more than people should... I mean, you can't handle all the stupid. There's not enough stupid containers to contain all the stupid that's out there. It, to me, though, and okay, this is going to be a stretch, I know, but it's like your computer's like your home, and these hackers are like vampires. You know the the whole lore about around vampires that can't come into your home unless, unless you you're in, invited, unless you invite them, right? Hackers can't actually get into your computer unless you let them. Yeah, believe it or not. Standard computer security is difficult enough to keep most casual hackers out. Unless you freaking invite them in. Going to websites that are questionable, clicking on links and spear phishing emails. I think that a lot of people don't understand that concept, though, that the computer is like your home. That, you know... You need to guard it like you would guard your home. You got to lock your doors. You know, people just think that the computer. Oh, it's a thing. I click on the blue E and it gives me the internet, and I can go and do my Facebook and Farmville. And oh no, there's a cow. You know, they they don't understand that. And I don't know if that's because we're nerds that we have that point of view. Are, are, are we like? Are we the freaks in this issue? Are, are people? Are users? Are, are a lot of users just naive, not knowing what the dangers are? Yeah, I, I don't know. That yeah, I, I don't know. Something to ponder. Indeed, we should ponder it as we move on. You should also write us about it. Feedback at stonedroids.com. 
Are you a stupid container? <laughs> I don't know why I just suddenly felt that podcast award slip away from me. <laughs> no! I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Sausage. Sausage for all. Come back. Okay. All uh, right. So moving on to the next article. <laughs> into gaming news. Um... Another gaming company is slamming Windows 8. This is the third one in a row. Yeah. um, Game companies are up in arms around Windows 8 for the dumbest reason ever. And the main reason they're up against Windows 8 is not because of Windows 8, but because of the Windows Marketplace. Uh, We've talked about this in the past. Microsoft is going to launch the Windows Marketplace, the Microsoft Marketplace, where you can buy apps and buy all sorts of different things through the Marketplace. Well, why not, right? Google well, has Is it. this the certification requirement they're talking about? Yeah. They're going on and on. Different game companies are going on and on saying that Microsoft is imposing additional certifications. They're not. It's been debunked. It's been proven. Hmm. However, Steam from Valve and Blizzard's offering and uh, Bioware's offering, the Origin service, they distribute their games. They don't want to distribute games through Microsoft's marketplace. And so they've started this huge smear campaign against Windows 8. Well, it seems like Minecraft has now jumped on board and has said that they may not make a version of Minecraft for Windows 8. And see, they're saying it's because they're worried that it's being ruined as the, as the PC is an open platform. Here's you can what, use any type of gas from any gas station. Instead, now we're having to go to you know, Microsoft's gas station. Here's what's stupid about this, and I mean that. And I know we just got off of a whole stupid thing. And uh, Audience listeners, I'm not calling you guys stupid this time. But it's still <laughs> a computer. <laughs> it's still a computer. It doesn't matter if it's Windows 8 or not. If it's a computer, you can still install things to it. So Valve and Blizzard and Mojang and everyone are going up in arms saying, well, you know, you can't you, you can't install it unless it's through the Microsoft Marketplace. It's a bold-faced lie. Oh, yeah, you can, still ins- you can still use the desktop. If it's not on the Marketplace, it just means you can't install it on Metro, on the Metro version, which is not called Metro anymore. But, but yeah, like Zook said, you can still install it on the desktop. Here's here's the dumber thing, and I say this as a Minecraft player. Minecraft isn't an installed executable. It's Java. So how exactly is Mojang going to block Windows 8 installs? Hmm. That's a good question. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Apparently there's enough of one side saying, hey, we're not appreciating this... It, it's going to be, it, you know, and I'm pretty sure Microsoft doesn't want to piss off too many developers. So it's, it's, it's just so dumb, though. And I say this as someone who's used Windows 8 now for quite a while. It's well, like, and, that, and that's just it. Part of the reason I posted this article here is that, Zook, you're the only positive person I've heard talk about Windows 8. A lot of well, other people... You haven't heard me talk about it, then. <laughs> no, I haven't heard you talk about it. I've heard Zook talk about it, and I guess, Schmitty, you'd be number two. A lot of other people, they're not looking forward to Windows 8. And they're like, I'm kind of nervous about this. And we may really hold off for quite some time before doing that. A lot of other people freaked out on Windows 95. Yeah, well, and... A ton of people freaked out about Windows XP. 
but it's they a, were also right about Windows Vista. Yeah, but it, I I see I see your point, Stark, and I, I think it's unfortunate that so many people are talking um, down about Windows 8, and I think mostly it's because they don't understand it. it and and these are perfect examples. They're thinking that you know just because something's not going to be on the Microsoft market is congruent to saying it's not installable at all on Windows 8. And that's... Uh, it's downright false. Right. Whether or not you are deliberately lying or not, I don't know. I have Windows 8. Guess what? Chrome is not in the Windows marketplace. Guess what? I still have Chrome installed. Wait, how do you do that if it's not in the Windows marketplace? <laughs> you click <laughs> Google Chrome Installer.exe and boom, it installs. It's oh, not man. hard, people. We've been using Windows now for seven... Whoa, since since what seventy twenty years longer than that just three point one. I mean, if we count from Windows two, which okay. is when the EXE really started coming into 20, its own, we've been using this for a long time. People, if you don't know how to install a software, it's not Windows 8's fault. Right. So that's a good point. Gar, Connor, <laughs> what happened? You're usually the one enraged. I yeah, what well, you know? I mean. I, I kind of got it all out of my system there a moment ago talking about end users and the stupid containers. This is, a, this is to me, though, is just the game companies blatantly trying to start a smear campaign. I mean, it's like back in the day when Apple used to go on and on and on about how Apple will never get viruses. Even though it was everyone who knew computers knew it was a lie, this is now game companies saying Windows won't let them install. When it's a lie, it's an outright lie. So, yeah, that does enrage me now that I think about it more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that we need a skinny end of a fishing rod and just go smack some people. Um, into other news, Nokia. We we commented last. It was last week or two weeks ago. Nokia turns out to be the driving force behind the Amazon Kindle Fire's mapping program. Well, it turns out they just penned another deal with Oracle. So now the Nokia maps are now the default maps for the the Kindle Fire, Windows Phone 8, and all Oracle devices. As long as they're not using those Apple maps. This surprises me, because like, Nokia has found real solid footing now with their maps and drive apps, which is, I, I'm, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just surprising. Yeah, that's kind of, that is kind of surprising, because I know that Nokia is, they used to be more of a player in the States than they are now, but I know that they still have a fair market share overseas, mm-hmm. and so it, it's kind of, is is this a resurgence of, of Nokia? Is this how they're going to have their second coming, so to speak, in the U.S.? Maybe. It'd be really interesting to see. I mean, we've talked about other carriers, which we won't mention, <coughs> uh, <laughs> that have an awesome service, but keep it all to themselves, and as a result, they fail for it. This is the opposite. They have an awesome service, and they are selling it everywhere they can, which is wise. I, but, I think that's absolutely brilliant of them. So we'll see how this goes. Um, speaking of Apple and the problems with the new iPhone 5, uh, we spoke uh, last week, I think, about the purple f- haze and the purple flare that's been coming up on pictures. Apple has about released... the apology? Well, no. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Apple has released what to do about the purple flares on your camera. 
hold, hold it, it differently. Different. <laughs> you may have remembered the whole thing about the antenna attenuity with the iPhone 4. I, I think this is just the same letter. They just re-released it. <laughs> um, they're In this way, they're not saying how you're specifically holding the camera phone, the phone, but rather, stop holding it so much towards a bright light source. <laughs> saying that it's not the camera's fault it's turning everything purple, it's the bright light source's fault. In many cases, this bright light source is called the sun. <laughs> Which last I checked wasn't purple. It is not, in fact. Well, okay, we could get scientifically technical and say it's actually all spectrum of color. Right. It's the entire it's, spectrum. It's white. <laughs> yeah, it's all wavelengths. So yes, it is purple. It's also a whole bunch of other things, too. But, um, yeah, I don't know where you guys live, but the sun is kind of unavoidable on a lot of occasions, especially ones where I'm taking pictures. Stop taking it pictures burns. of Take more pictures of green things and not purple things. So, unless uh, Apple starts issuing professional photographers to help you frame your shots so there's absolutely no chance of bright light flare to go along with this camera, then I think there's a problem on their end that they need to fix. Yeah, which which is funny because I, I can't imagine anyone in their right mind saying, oh, it's the direction you're, you're facing it. Because the... The Gizmodo or whoever had the article that showed comparison shots, they were the exact same shots. I think it Not was mashable. Mashable? Yeah. And so, like, like one of the shots even showed sun flare in the photo, one with purple and one without. And so you can't really say that that's the sun's fault. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Into Iran news. Last week we, um, well, actually we named the show after Iran. The problems they were having and responses too. <laughs> yeah, evidently our, our 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 visits from that country kind of spiked. Not really surprising. Well, so Iran made good on their threat and blocked all Google services from the public. And their thought was that they were going to keep everything internal. They're going to block everything else from cyber attacks and. Turns out the Iranian people really like Gmail. Like, even government officials freaked out because suddenly no one was able to access Gmail. I've got news for the Iranians. We know this. Gmail is the best web mail. <laughs> it's no, been we're well not established. Zombies. We're not zombies. It is empirical truth. It, it has it, been this way for 10 fact, years. If, if it's a fact, it's, it's not zombies, Stark. We're not um, Gmail cultists. It's not like we're Apple <laughs> fanboys. We're, yeah, we're, we're not fanboys about this. It's simple fact. Yeah, Gmail is the most reliable. It's And frankly, if you're like, I don't know, 90% of the world's population on online and have been using Gmail since the beginning, then you've probably got years and years and years and years of email saved up. Mm-hmm. And everyone in Iran was suddenly cut off from that. <laughs> so much of a stink was raised that Iran has lifted the block on Gmail alone. They, so they there's found, not a fatwa on Gmail. Okay. Right, right. So YouTube is still blocked. I believe Google Search is still blocked. All the other things are still blocked. Gmail's okay. That's just funny. That is funny. Yeah, I, I it's it's kind of like we're going to take our take our ball and go home, but wait a minute, we want to play a few more games, but just on this court. Mm, yeah. So. Oh, well. Um, 
Microsoft received some unpleasant news this week. Oh, actually, two bits of unpleasant news. We'll bring the other up in the fast lane. This one was surprising to me, though. Google has climbed the ladder of most valuable tech companies in the world and bumped uh, Microsoft off its spot of number two. Apple has taken the the first spot. It did that in 2010, I think. Uh, Microsoft had long held that spot since it was founded, actually. It was the most valuable tech company in the world. Apple took that over. Microsoft was in number two. Google just passed it, I think, yesterday, making Microsoft now the third most valuable tech company. Not really surprising. Um, Interestingly, if you were to look at a different stat that shows the most valuable brands in the world of all different things, Google isn't up there. Like, number one is Coca-Cola, number two is Apple, I think Microsoft is number four, uh, and Google is not in the top five. But that's overall brands. So uh, it's not really surprising with Google monetizing all their services now, being able to pull ads and whatnot, so... Yeah. And it really isn't so much Microsoft has fallen, so much as the other companies have just caught up. It's just a matter of time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, into mobile news. Actually, let's go into the other Microsoft one, because there's actually three Microsoft news points. One of them is in the fast lane. Uh, the other one is that Microsoft, again, is launching Windows 8. Stark, you're going to like this, because this is positive news. And mm-hmm. Microsoft 8 launches with Internet Explorer 10. Internet Explorer 10, by default, has Do Not Track enabled. That's good. So people who don't even know what that is don't have to worry because it's enabled. What Do Not Track does is it blocks ad cookies from tracking you. Across sites. Across sites. So if you go to Amazon.com and you're searching for a whole bunch of things within Amazon, Amazon knows what you're looking for. But if you then go to another site that other site can't pull what you were looking for on Amazon. Right. That's great for us. Not so good for ad agencies. Nope. Microsoft <laughs> was blasted across the board for not allowing ad agencies to do this. To word this differently, Microsoft stood up for end users and end user privacy, and a company tried to bash them for it. <laughs> Let me guess, a company that makes money off of this very technology. (laughs) Yeah, go fig. (laughs) Poor Microsoft. Getting sued in Europe, making a tiny mistake, getting yelled at for doing the right thing, getting bumped by that Google bully. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, even in the software world. Yep. Um, Okay, uh, into mobile news now. T-Mobile announced uh, recent plans to acquire Metro PCS. Uh, you may remember that when AT&T was trying to merge with T-Mobile, they kept saying that, oh, we're not that big, we're not that big, we have a lot of push from Metro PCS. And everyone's going, who the crap's Metro PCS? <laughs> They're still around? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the merger between AT&T and T-Mobile uh, failed. And T-Mobile took that money that they got and turned around and bought Metro PCS. This Which brings, a lot of people still went, who? Yeah. <laughs> this brings T-Mobile up from like 32 million subscribers up to 40 million subscribers. Um, it still leaves them dead last amongst the big four. And it's very confusing, too, because Metro PCS uses GSM 
technology. No, no, I'm sorry. Metro PCS uses CDMA. And uh, T-Mobile uses GSM. So the phones don't work on each other's networks. This but, is uh, but now they have the CDMA band. Yay. Yeah, in one area. <laughs> Go fig. Okay, uh, and finally, in Facebook news... Uh, well, actually, we have another bit of Facebook in the fast lane. We'll get to that later. But um, they have done it. They pulled the trigger now, and if you want, you can promote your own Facebook statuses. Pay some money, and your status will jump to the top of everyone's feed. So you're almost buying friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that that funny little thing that you came up with in your head that's not really so funny once you put it on the computer... You can pay people to not laugh at that. Or, or all those wonderful Pinterest, those stupid e-cards that everyone keeps repinning on Facebook. Now that can stay at the top of my feed forever because you dropped a 20. Yes. And this is what I had for breakfast. <laughs> or at least for a couple days, yeah. I'm going to make a status update. It's like, isn't this the most annoying status update ever? Take a look at this picture. And it's gonna, because I paid 50 bucks, it's going to stay at the top of your feed forever. I'm going to promote a Rickroll for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what's dumb is the fact that it doesn't enforce it. If Schmitty were to promote a Rickroll post, I could hit X on my timeline and get rid of it. Yeah. So that's a good feature. That's it. So you would have paid that money for nothing. (laughs) Well, he would have still still gotten Rickrolled, though. Now, now see, if I post a Rickroll right now in my feed... If you don't check Facebook for an hour or two, you probably won't see that. But if I promote it, you will definitely see it, no matter if you check it in two hours or in two days. Facebook is quickly becoming so. my least favorite way of checking Facebook. Oh, I can because if you look at your time, if you look at your uh, your home, nothing's in chronological order. I, I, I I'm I follow both Krypton Radio and Trek Radio on on Facebook, as everyone should. And posts that I know Krypton Radio put in three days ago just now hit my timeline. Just now. Crazy. For reasons I don't understand. (laughs) So, anyway, we are running behind. Uh, We will run to commercials and see you on the flip side. In today's world, it can be hard to find time to spend with a good book. That's where the guys at Open Book Audio can help. Open Book Audio offers a large selection of pre-recorded audiobooks for you to enjoy while driving to work, working out, or any other time you feel like enjoying a good story. Open Book Audio not only has pre-recorded audiobooks, but can also help you record your self-published book as well, giving authors another way to distribute their stories. Their fast, professional service combined with affordable pricing ensure your book is made with the highest quality. So no matter if you're an author or a reader, Open Book Audio has what you need. You can visit them on the web at openbookaudio.com. That's openbookaudio.com. Open Book Audio. Your story out loud. Hello, and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast. Uh, Zook, wait. Um, I can never remember when I can hear the Stolen Droids Podcast. Well, you can start out the week with us on trekradio.net every Monday at noon Eastern Standard. Okay, but what if I miss it on Monday? Well, then you can catch us Tuesday on CryptonRadio.com, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Ooh, and if I miss it then, too? 
Well, you can always find us on iTunes and play us anytime from your iPod or iPhone. Well, you know I don't own any Apple stuff. Okay, then you can stream us to your Android device from Stitcher.com on demand whenever you want. Smeg. I don't have any room left on my Android. You can always listen to us at StolenDroids.com. Um, but... You're not <sighs> trying very hard at this, are you? Stolen Droids Podcast. It's kind of hard to avoid. We are back and right into our fast lane. First up, Nokia has decided to forego the whole saving the company thing and bank its only phones in the U.S. on AT&T service exclusively. Uh, since it didn't work at all for the Lumia 900, I'm sure it'll work great for the Lumia 920. <laughs> Redbox is considering changing its business model to include tickets to concerts and other events. Now, while I don't think anyone walks by their local gas station expecting to make an impromptu $100 purchase... The $1 ticket fees are very tempting. Proving that scientific progress means nothing if it isn't on social media, Curiosity checked into Foursquare from Mars. This makes a a two-ton rover the first mayor of Mars. And finally, Facebook announced that this week it has passed the 1 billion users mark. To commemorate the occasion, Facebook launched their very first ad. The ad centers on how Facebook is just like a chair. Supposedly, the ad was made by their finance team. <laughs> All right. Into uh, our talking point. Our talking point, uh, we didn't give it much time. You may notice we're kind of late in the show here. Uh, and it's because it's it's a list. Yep. Essentially, it's fall. Wait, and wait. Essentially? Essentially, <gasps> not basically? No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't right, drink that. Who, who, basically, it's Who fall. are you? <laughs> <laughs> Cut his mic. <laughs> and this time so it's essential. So the fall movies, the fall and winter movies are coming out. And so we were going to go ahead and throw some names out and see what you guys thought. And if you guys have any feedbacks of what movies you're looking forward to, go ahead and let us know. So let's see. This weekend, the episode's coming out. Let's see. Frank and Weenie's coming out. I've heard that's actually a lot better than what I was fearing it was going to be. It's, it has a lot of heart. That's what people are yeah. saying. That, that's what I'm kind of noticing too. Is it seems to be the same thing. Um, I, I, I'm, not I, a, I'm not a Tim Burton fan though, so that that doesn't excite me at all. Yeah, it looks like a cross kind of between uh, the uh, the what is it, Dead Bride or whatever it was, and Texas uh, Bride. Yeah, what the Corpse's no. Bride? Corpse's Corpse Bride. bride. Corpse Bride. Yeah, Corpse. Uh, and um, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Kind of the same feel. Oh, yeah. Kind of a suburbia, only claymation with a twist. Um, they re-released Lawrence of Arabia. In certain theaters. In Just, certain theaters. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I bring that up is because of a joke I made in the pre-show going, why are they re-releasing this? Well, in reality, it's because it's the 50th anniversary. But I'm sure they'll have it on HD, in 3D, with motion control seats. And well, you know, sand throughout the theater, so it feels real too. And, and if they're releasing fifty-year-old movies into the theaters again, doesn't that kind of confirm the fact that they got nothing worth putting out? Lucas actually was able to edit in a bantha walking through the background. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> sucks though when Lawrence of Arabia runs into Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> the, the new hovercraft uh, sequence looks awesome, by the way. 
<laughs> All right, so go ahead and throw out some other movie titles out there. Paranormal Activity 4. Oh, why out. do they keep There's making four these? four of them? Oh, Is this like the new Land Beyond Time movies, you know, or something like that? It's just like Blair Witch, only cheaper because we didn't have to walk through a forest. We just <laughs> stayed in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no gas films are going to have Silent Hill Re- Re- Revelations. 3D. If, if you're into that, that actually might not look too bad. Uh, I'm not certain, though, but I've been, again, I've never really played the game, so I'm not certain what, what game fans thought of this. Uh, they are re-releasing Same. Halloween as well. Yeah. yeah, well, that shouldn't really surprise us. We're coming up on Halloween here, we're talking. So we have Paranormal Activity, we have Silent Hill, we have Birdemic Shock and Terror, whatever that is. <laughs> um, but what is surprising is Cloud Atlas. That's an I, interesting one. I've seen some trailers about this, and it's a mind screw, just trying to wrap your head around the trailer. Um, Thanks. But, but looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, the yeah, you may inter- have to watch the trailer a few times just to kind of get it all what it really means. Um, it's de- I, I, I'm not so surprised by it being made because I'm kind of excited by such a kind of artsy-looking film. I'm surprised they're marketing it around Halloween. But um, the, probably the most inappropriate joke has been made into a movie title. That's what she said. <laughs> I oh, don't great. know what that's supposed to be, but fine. <laughs> we we don't think that's we done to some one of the cutesy movies, Wreck It Ralph. Have you guys seen the, oh, the trailer I'm, for this? I'm so looking forward to that. I'm very looking forward to that. that one. We're, we're jumping into November, but yes, yes, that looks awesome. Okay, now November 9th, my favorite as I'm looking forward to the whole year. Skyfall. Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Next well, James Bond. I, I want to jump back into October here, though. Oh, okay. we, we jumped. We 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 kind of jumped ahead. No, um, don't Ar- look back. Look forward. Argo is coming out next week. Oh yeah, I forgot about Argo. Argo is one of those that doesn't come around for a very long time. Supposedly, it is based on recently declassified documents. I don't know how true that is because they say that about a lot of movies, but it's the idea where a CIA team had to ev- evacuate. They had to extract a team of American nationals from the Middle East uh, in the seventies. Things During went bad. Iran takeover. Right? Yeah, when the Ayatollah took over, uh, and they were stranded in there. So the CIA put together a team to extract them under the premise that they were shooting a movie that didn't exist. And so it, it looks really awesome. And uh, it, it's a sci-fi flick they're going to make. Yeah, called Argo. It, it's based off of a failed script that didn't go anywhere. But they're going to make this movie now. And they're filming it in Iran, of course. And it's actually all a cover to try and get these American nationals out. Very cool. Uh, mm. Taken 2. Yes, like this week. Blue. Uh, further proof that you should not mess with Liam Neeson. Because uh, he'll kill you. <laughs> at least don't mess with his family. Yeah. He's really good at it too. Uh, is coming out uh, and Seven Psychopaths. Which now, is what's Seven Psychopaths? No. Uh, Seven Psychopaths is um, a lot of good names, a lot of good actors. If you kind of think of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas meets Snatch, uh, just mindless violence for the sake of violence and really weird dialogue. Whole bunch of really crazy mobsters are all over this one little dog. For no reason other than they all want it. It's got to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, definitely check that out. Um, So, back to November. Have have we talked about Wreck-It Ralph before? I don't think... We have, actually. We have a little bit, yeah. 
Okay, I just want to make sure our listeners knew what it was about. If you're in anything into video games at all, Wreck-It Ralph is is definitely the game for you, <laughs> or the movie, movie for you. It was a good game too. So it was an actual game on the Atari and uh, Fix It Felix was yeah. Oh, Fix It Felix, yeah, and Wreck-It Ralph is the is the nemesis of Fix It Felix. So. Yeah, it looks awesome. I watched that trailer maybe twenty times. Uh, yes, Skyfall is coming out November 9th. Yep. Uh, and for the history buffs, uh, Lincoln, which uh, covers, I think, the last few weeks of Lincoln's presidency mm-hmm. before his assassination. It looks really good. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on it. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis actually plays what Lincoln. isn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. But uh, but I actually listened to him on an interview recently talking about it, and he said it was just absolutely insane. It's dealing specifically with one period in Lincoln's presidency in life. So it's not like a it's not like an overarching biography or anything. It it actually looks pretty good though. Very much. Yeah. Now, there's an animated movie coming out from Dreamworks Animation that I wasn't aware of called Rise of the Guardians. It looks like it's going to be a, a teen superhero type movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's that one looks interesting. Uh we also have a remake of Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. This time the North Koreans invade instead of the Chi- instead of the Chinese. It was the Russians. Russians. Last month, yeah, it was yeah. the Russians. Uh, yeah, th- that has been a long time ago. Holy cow! It's so. a long time. Then uh, one that I'm interested in only because I read the book is Life of Pi. The the teaser trailer was enough to get me excited about it, and uh, yeah. So is this like cherry pie? Is this <laughs> no, it's uh, if it's, it's November, it could be pumpkin pie, I guess. It's mm. a about a, a guy that uh, somehow he gets stranded on a boat with a tiger and he's forced to survive with this wild tiger until until they are rescued and it's it's pretty interesting show they show the development of of boy and this tiger throughout throughout the time they're together so yeah it's pretty interesting the book another- was <laughs> in another category of I can't believe they're still making movies for this genre, Universal Soldier Day That's of Reckoning. That's exactly where I was going into. What? And I'm not yeah. sure which genre I'm surprised they're making. Universal Soldier, Dolph Lundgren movies, or Van Damme movies. Because like, all three of those genres apply. I can't believe they're still making. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm excited for Jean-Claude and Dolph Lundgren together again. I've so. been told the last <laughs> Universal Soldier was actually pretty good. Yeah, and so a lot of the fans of the series are hoping that this one will be just as good. I lost track after two. I mean, a lot of these basically you end up seeing them for free on like either Netflix or Facebook or not Facebook movies, um, YouTube movies. I actually watched uh, the third uh, uh, Starship Troopers movie the other day on YouTube movies. Like, hey, well, hey, it's here, it's free. Let's let's watch watch it. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so December. We're going to go move into December real quick. Oh, yeah, there's this little-known movie in December. Yeah, it's coming out on the 14th. I, I think it was actually based on recently declassified documents, actually. <laughs> it probably was. Uh, a guy has some stolen <laughs> stolen contraband that he needs to... Uh, no, he actually receives some stolen contraband. He, he does. steals it. Yes, he steals it. It's a, it's a heist movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a team of uh, like 10 or 12 people who go in. Is there like 14 Short. people on the team? Short yeah. people. Yeah. Brad Pitt and, uh, and George Clooney aren't in this one. Uh, it's called The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, one of four. One oh, of three. Four 
It's, uh, three, it's it, three movies. Is it six? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it, it depends on what day of the week it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually one that I am very much looking forward to. I, yeah, I, I cannot wait for that. Another one that I'm waiting, or can't wait for, is Monsters, Inc. 3D. Mm-hmm. Which... If you saw the Finding Nemo 3D, the the conversion they've done to this is pretty easy because it's a you know it's, it's a CGI film. Yeah, so it's so not like, hard for them to really do high quality. But Disney's been pulling out the stops on these. Yeah, and then, and then on Christmas Day, we actually get a film version of the musical Les Misérables, which I am very very much excited for. I've been waiting for this one for years now. Which, Really good. <laughs> this one looks really good, and something interesting about this because um, not that you know geeks are typically into musical films or whatnot, but we all know how movies are made. If if the musical, they go into the studio, they record the songs, and then when acting it out, yeah, they they shoot it later. When acting out, they run up the sound, the soundtrack, the music track, and they lip sync or sing along to what they've already sung and recorded, which is why you always have recording quality sound. From these people acting on film, mm-hmm. this one they didn't. No, they have every a, they take, have... every single take. They are singing. Wow. Yeah, they have a they have a piano on set that it, where uh, there's a pianist that's playing the the score as they're acting, and it's it, the piano sound is only going into the actor's ears, so it's not it's not being recorded. But the actors can hear the music and react to the music and sing along with the music, and then they go and add the score in later with the full symphony. So, so it's they're acting as opposed to reacting. Reacting exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool for that reason. So like when you see, when you see Fontaine uh, uh, played by what's her bucket and Hathaway um, and Hathaway, and she's crying and singing this. She's actually singing it while crying, while acting. Yep. So it's it's super impressive that way. And a even if you're not into it, you know, if you have a special someone in your life, take them to it, because it'll earn you a lot of points. That, plus, yes. I mean, un- unlike Phantom of the Opera, you have a lot of A-class actors in yes. this one, so it's destined to be good. Hugh Jackman, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, Samantha Barks, I'm and that's so, I can't remember anyone else. Uh, Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway. Uh, as we've mentioned. Yeah, Samantha Barks actually played Eponine over in London on the stage, and she is absolutely brilliant. That's awesome. So it's uh, it's going to be super cool. It's going to be a big one. Uh, my wife's probably going to drag me to it a few times. Uh, the one she's not going to drag me to is probably Django Unchained. <laughs> uh, that'll probably be one that uh, I have to watch in secret with my guy friends. <laughs> Uh, one that we skipped over and you may not see much of is uh, Zero Dark Thirty. It is the movie about the SEAL Team 6 and the CIA-backed team who uh, tracked and hunted and killed Osama Bin Laden. Now, I don't know if this is going to get a full theatrical release, and even if it is, you may not know it because the poster is the name Zero Dark Thirty all crossed out like it's been redacted. Redacted, yeah. So I don't know how easy that is for people to know what movie poster they're looking at. <laughs> you <laughs> know, <graffiti>. though, <laughs> just just the topic of this film, I, I think people are going to know. It is, uh, this is going to be one that's going to be in the press a lot just because of the uh, the story. Yeah. 
So but those are the movies coming up that we think are interesting coming up uh, until the beginning of the year. Uh, if there are others that you are interested in, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. In the meantime, on to our favorites this, uh, this week. Mine, sent to me by my brother, uh, we've brought up the musical people before, the people who turn any actor or whatnot into a musical. Uh, I think a previous favorite of mine had been Sean Connery, the musical. This one is Liam Neeson, the musical, known as It's Neeson Season. <laughs> and it brings up pretty, I mean, frankly, how he kills you. If you're in a movie with Liam Neeson, there's a 50-50 chance he's going to kill you. He will find you and kill you. He will find you and kill you. <laughs> Even if the movie had nothing to do with it, he'll do it just for fun. That 50-50 is on a good day, by the way. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I want to say the only time he hasn't done that uh, was against Darth Maul. Hmm? Yeah, I just yeah good point. He kind of yeah. got owned there, didn't he? Yeah, that's the only one. Is this is another reason why Lucas gets everything wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I blame George Lucas for that. <laughs> so go ahead, listen to it. Slight bit of language at the end, but it's it's hilarious language. Uh, go ahead and check it out. And I am kind of stepping off the norm beaten normal beaten path here. I'm going with a book this week. Um, there are a few books that I could talk about. Uh, however, I'm going to go with Weird Al the book. It's like Weird Al, but in book form. Um, if you are a Weird Al fan, you definitely need to check this out. This is the one he was doing the book signing for that I went to. Um, it has so much information, and it is actually very, very funny. It's written by um, one of the guys who works over at The Onion. Uh, it's got all sorts of facts and fun stuff. Um, if you, Any Weird Al fan definitely needs to have this. All right, my favorite is from a uh, a, a fan-based filk singer, uh, not folk, but filk, and if you don't know what that is, look it up, uh, named The Great Lukeski, and he has done quite a few other uh, geek-based songs in the past, and with Red Dwarf coming out, and then actually it just came out earlier today, well, just before we recorded, uh, but he wrote his own tribute song to Red Dwarf called You're a Smeghead. And it's great, and he made, he made a video to it, and it kind of explains almost the whole series as well. But very well done. Thumbs up to the great Luke Ski. And, uh, hey, you know what? We'd like to get an interview with him sometime. Yep. Um, my favorite is also a video. Um, it is the How It Should Have Ended for the Tron, but it is in rap format. Um, pretty cool. I think Tron and rap should have always gone together. Maybe even more uh, dubstep, but uh, actually yeah. Def Punk is kind of a dubstep. Yeah, and, and for clarification, it's the original Tron. <laughs> yes. 1982, baby. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it actually, It's kind of unexpected, uh, so check it out it's really good all right well that is our show for this week uh thank you for listening again we want to hear what your thoughts are feedback at stolendroids.com find us on facebook follow us on twitter uh do something on google plus anything uh until next time cheers end of line one to beam up good day